When you're planning your business week, how much time should you set aside to worry about what other people think? Listen up and I'm going to suggest you should not be assigning any time to that activity. And welcome to this week's episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. How are you? How are you all doing? It's wonderful to have you here as ever and thank you so much for tuning in week after week. So today's episode is a big one. It's something that really is at the heart of what I talk about with my clients. It's at the heart of so much self-sabotage. It's so fundamental that it really does influence everything we do if we don't keep this particular saboteur, which is almost bigger than a single saboteur, it feeds into so many other areas. And if we don't keep it in check, it really can dictate our life in many, many different ways. So what am I talking about? Well, it's fear of judgment. It's fear of what other people might be thinking about us. And at the worst end of the spectrum, it's social anxiety. It's what holds us back from doing things in front of people, from showing up, from speaking out, from showing our true colours, our true personality and being that authentic, amazing version of ourselves. It's that utter worry and concern about what others may be thinking. So it's a huge, huge issue. And it's one that I work really hard with my clients to unpick. And once you can push a lot of the fear of judgment and a lot of that social anxiety away, my goodness, you really can go places with your mindset, with your business and with your life. Because there's a real sense of freedom that comes when we don't let our lives be dictated by the worries of what other people might be thinking. So in today's episode, I'm going to be digging into fear of judgment, which as you can tell, I'm super passionate about. Quite substantially, I'm going to be talking about why this is going to self-sabotage you, particularly as a business owner. And I'm going to be talking about how you can overcome it. As always, I want to give you those tips to overcome this fear, this saboteur, and to cut it down to size so it's no longer dictating anything in your life. Now, before I go on, I want to remind you that if you've been thinking about working with me, I do have a couple of spaces left for this month to take on one-to-one coaching clients. So do click on the link in the show notes, which is calendly.com forward slash Lucy Orton and connect with me. Let's get you in for a self-sabotage breakthrough call and let's see how you and I working together can take your mindset into that completely different stratosphere, how you can skyrocket your business and supercharge your sense of confidence, your sense of self-esteem and your progress in all that you do. And as I said, today's episode is going to give you a real insight into one of the key fundamental points that I work on with clients. 
But if you want that step further, don't hesitate to contact me. Get in my diary while there's still space and we can talk about your specific situation, your own business needs, your own mindset needs and those self-saboteurs that keep showing up. Because as I've said on other episodes, on the episode about help, if you are going to manage your mindset by now on your own, reading self-help books, you probably would have done it by now. But if you need that extra piece of help, encouragement, accountability and championing, give me a bell. And let's get on then with this very, very important topic. So what is fear of judgment? How can we define it and how does it affect us? Well, there are many areas of judgment that we can worry about. It might be that someone has said something or done something that has led to us feeling judged and we're unable to shake that criticism, that feedback or that, you know, negative judgment, that real feeling that someone is judging you as a person, criticizing who you are at some really fundamental level. It can also be the perception of judgment in others. And this is where I want to start because what's really key is understanding that often if you fall into that second category where you're worrying about the perception of what others might think, I'd like to deliver a truth bomb, which is it's in your mind and you're playing a kind of ping pong, a mental ping pong or an emotional ping pong between your own insecurities and fears and what you think the person in front of you or the person who is top of mind is thinking about you. And it really is just a mirror to your own worries, your own concerns and your own challenges with elements of what you're trying to achieve, what you're trying to do and and potentially how you are self-sabotaging yourself in those goals. So something that I commonly hear from clients is that when they put themselves out there in the world, when they increase their visibility, when they show up more for their business, be that through video, be that through a podcast, be that through speaking in front of an audience, they can start to worry about what others may think of them for putting themselves out there, whether they will question that they have a right to be there or whether their performance will be perceived as good enough by either the general public or a very specific public. And I bring up the idea of a specific public because oftentimes we are most concerned about people who we know seeing us in that zone, in that part of our life that we'd rather keep hidden under a rock. And that again stems from our impression of their perception. It's very, very cyclical. And something that I teach my clients, and you may have heard of this phrase before, this quote, but it's so powerful, is this. What other people think of you is none of your business. I'm going to say it again because it's so important. What other people think of you is none of your business. And I say that because it really isn't something you can control. It's not something you can particularly influence. If you're being a good person, if you're being out there in the world as your authentic version of yourself, then you've done your part and people are either going to accept you, they're going to praise you, they're going to be neutral towards you or indifferent, or they're not going to accept you, they're not going to like you. And this can be quite confronting for us, especially as women, 
who've been brought up to feel as though we should people please, to feel as though we have to be liked by everyone. And we absolutely do not have to be liked by everyone. And this is at the absolute crux of what it means to lose that fear of judgment. It's to realise and to recognise that we don't have to be every single person's cup of tea. And much as in the same way that as a coach or other kind of business owner, if you don't niche in some way, you're going to end up with a message that talks to no one. So if I was talking really broadly about mindset, I wouldn't have the engaged female entrepreneur purpose-led audience that I have because I'm talking to a very specific subset of the population. Now, I know that I also bring in some people from outside of that niche to listen to my podcast and to read my content, and that's brilliant. But I know that I would water down my message if I were to try to please everyone all the time, to talk to everyone all the time, and to be liked by everyone all the time. I would be watering down myself and my message. And the same is true in terms of showing up as yourself in life. You're going to make friends. You're going to make, not enemies, but maybe people who just are not your cup of tea on on both sides. And that's the same in your business. You're going to find fans and you're going to find people who would rather work with another service provider or they'd rather buy another product. It's just the way of the world. We're all wonderful, unique beings. And Once we let go of that idea that we have to be so vanilla, that we appeal to every single ice cream eater in the globe, then we can feel free to really living a true and authentic and unique life. And one that is devoid of that fear of judgment that can hold us back so much. And when we get to that level of understanding and that level of being able to dismiss that worry that others may be judging us, we really do move into a different realm. And I came across a brilliant quote on this a few weeks ago by Coco Chanel, and she said this in 1936, so not far off 100 years ago. But I think it is absolutely critical in terms of taking that bold leap into not caring so much about what everyone else thinks. She says, I don't care what you think about me. I don't think about you at all. Now, you can imagine this being said by a hugely sophisticated French fashion icon as she is and as she was. However, it's so relevant too to anyone who is trying to get past that most potent of self-saboteurs of worrying about the judgment of others. If we instead focus on ourselves, focus on our mission, focus on our work, focus on our mindset and building ourselves up, then we can absolutely disregard the idea of perceptions of others or the actual perceptions. And I'll come back to that in a moment. Because that second half of the quote, I don't think about you at all, can seem abrasive and harsh and unkind even perhaps to our ears but I don't see it like that at all. I see it that she is saying 
I am concerned with me. I am doing me and I'm just not filling my headspace with worries about what someone else who is external to me might be thinking. So I think it's a hugely, hugely powerful quote and one to bear in mind if you find yourself going down that rabbit hole, that mindset cul-de-sac of worrying about what other people might think. And if I can just circle back to something I talked about right at the beginning, before I started talking about this perception and this fear of judgment, is when someone actually gives us feedback and it is really in front of us and it's very physical and it's not just a reflection of something that we've said or done or thought, it's something that is is very much coming from the other person. I think it's really important then to realise you still have a choice. You can absolutely take on board that feedback. You can use it as a learning. You can look at the person who's giving you that feedback and think, I respect them, I'm inspired by them. They know my business, they understand my life. So I'm going to take on board this feedback and I'm going to use it as a jumping off point to improve myself in some way or other. But you might also think the opposite. You might assess what they're saying. You might give it a moment of pause and a moment of consideration. And you might decide this message is not one that I want to take on board. It doesn't serve me. I disagree with the premise and I'm not going to move forward with this piece of feedback from this particular person. For example, this can be really true in the business world when we maybe explain something that we do to a relative or a good friend and they cut us down or they say, that doesn't sound like it's going to work. I don't think there's a market for that. I'm not sure why you're wasting your time doing X, Y or Z. And we can stop sometimes and think, they are not my target audience. They are a dear friend or a dear family member or perhaps a less dear friend or family member, someone who maybe doesn't have such a positive impact on your life. It depends. But we can still look at them and think, I I listen to what you're saying, but I don't take that on board as feedback because I'm balancing it with my own knowledge, my own experience and my own opinions. And going back to the Coco Chanel quote, it really does boil down to that because we need to think about that inner knowing. We need to think about what we know about who we are and what we're trying to achieve. And we need to feel confident to return to that when we are deciding whether to take on board that actual feedback that sometimes is given to us. So that is my summary of a big topic, fear of judgment and what I mean by it. And there are those two major pieces when there's real feedback and real comments being given to us. And the other side, which I think generally takes up a bigger proportion of our headspace, which is when there is nothing actually being said, but there are our own perceptions of what others might be thinking and how they might be judging us. So I hope that's given you a useful overview. And I'm now going to move into the second part of the podcast, which is why this will self-sabotage you as a business owner. Of course, I'm going to bring it back to this because that's my focus. That's who I'm talking to. But also because it is so critical in your business life to not get bogged down with fear of judgment. And this is because as a business owner, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, a purpose and mission led leader, you need to be able to stand tall. 
You need to understand your own opinions about things. You need to lead from your heart, from your brain as well, of course, and your intelligence, but really from that sense that I referred to earlier of your inner knowing, which is a phrase that comes out in Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, which I highly recommend. I've mentioned it before, but she talks about this sense of inner knowing. And as a business owner, because especially at the beginning when your team may be small or it may just be you, you absolutely need to trust yourself and you need to back yourself and realise that you can control those thoughts and behaviours and issues that might arise when you're in this visible role as founder, as CEO, as owner of your purpose-led business. And I just think as well, it's really worth remembering what we put into our mindset has a knock-on effect on our confidence. And as I've talked about in the past before with confirmation bias, and if you remember that, it's when we look for the things that back up ideas and beliefs that we already have we need to use that to our advantage instead of worrying about the judgments of others or listening to the unrequited feedback of others. We should be looking for support and looking for evidence in our own abilities, our achievements and in the things that we hear about our services or our talents that can really add on to our confidence, that can really engage us in terms of our mindset progressing forward with our business so that we feel buoyed up by what we're putting into our brains and our minds rather than spending time worrying about, frankly, things that are not even real or if they are real, they shouldn't be our focus in that very moment. And I've said it before about being a female entrepreneur, being a business owner, being out of a corporate environment. It is the steepest learning curve in terms of your own resilience and your own personal development. But oh my goodness, it is worth it. Because the things that you learn when you're on the coalface, when you are the spokeswoman for your amazing mission and your business will absolutely propel you forward if you let it and if you recognise your achievements as you go along. And that brings me round to my tips of how to overcome that fear of judgment. Well, my first tip is what we've talked about today. It's recognising it. It's being conscious of it and aware. As I've said many times before, we don't get taught this stuff in school. We don't get taught that it's really important to recognise when our brain is not working in our favour. So that could be that your brain is perseverating on something that has been said that really doesn't matter when you look at it in a logical sense, but you're allowing it to really set up camp and really overthink it. So recognising and acknowledging that fear of judgment is part of how you're feeling is really important because just that act of acknowledgement can take away some of its power. And when we get used to noticing these things in our own mindsets and start to unpick it, start to challenge ourselves and then start to replace it with better fodder for our mindsets, we can really move forward. 
And that brings me on to one of the practices I think is really good if you're having a confidence dip, if you're worrying about the real or perceived ideas of others. Take it back to yourself. Take it back to that inner knowing. Write down all of the things you've achieved that week and really seriously think about those items. Really ponder on what part you played and how successful you are in so many ways, how committed you are to your mission and your business. And another important thing you can do, which will really help to counteract that fear of judgment, is create your network. Create your inner circle and those people who will buoy you up and who will champion you. Now, that could be business besties, it could be a coach, a mindset coach like myself, or it could just be those people who you can rely on to be brilliant with their feedback. And by that, I don't mean you want to surround yourself by yes women. You want to surround yourself by people who are honest and constructive and relevant in their feedback to you, who have a kindness about the way that they deliver it, but certainly have an insight into what you're trying to achieve. So you wouldn't go to the greengrocers and ask them for advice on your website, but you might turn to your friend who is a few steps ahead of you in the similar business game or someone you really respected from the career that you left behind and are now striking out as a sole trader. So being really selective about whose advice and support you ask for and really devoting some time to creating that lovely inner circle, that accountability and those people that are on your team and on your side. Now, I'm almost at the end of this episode and I hope it's been really powerful for you. It really is such a key area of mindset development and mindset work that I wanted to give it a whole episode just on its own, but I know that I'll be returning back to the fear of judgment again. It's too big an issue to deal with in just 20 minutes. And as I said before, if you want to delve into it further and in in a more bespoke and personalised way, then it's time for you to book onto one of those self-sabotage calls and I would love to talk to you. Before I go, I just wanted to remind you about the power that you have within your own mind to have that confidence, to create those dreams and to really get that self-belief that your mission and your business is absolutely worth pursuing and absolutely worth ignoring sometimes the voices of others, whether they are real or perceived. Because so much of this does boil down to our own monologue with ourselves. And I wanted to read you a little passage of a book I've been reading, which is all about the musician Ben Folds. If you don't know him, he is an awesome musician. He's not the most recent. I'm afraid I'm in a bit of a music rut, but we absolutely love him in our house. He's a fantastic piano player and he was around in the 90s and the noughties and he's still kicking around now. Anyway, he wrote a great book called A Dream About Lightning Bugs, all about his incredible creativity, his journey and how he's had to believe in himself for so long. And at the end of the book, he finishes, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to put an E for explicit, so if you've got children listening, cover their ears. But he writes this passage, which I thought was so pertinent to all mindset 
related issues, but specifically to worrying about the voice in our head and thinking we're worrying about someone else. So he talks about looking at the beauty and noticing how things glow and and where our great ideas might come from. And the words that he says are these. Remain just innocent enough to keep dreaming. There's always some motherfucker who would like to fact check your dreams and convince you that there are no flickers, only the script, whatever that might be for you. Too often that fact checking motherfucker is you. It's your own voice whispering to yourself and to others that you're crazy for seeing glowing insects. And maybe you are until you bottle them and share them. Okay, that's it. Fuck it. I'm done. And that is the end of his book. And I thought it was so powerful in terms of recognizing that that fact checker, that person who's trying to put a dampener on our dreams and on our purpose and on our huge ambitions for what we want to achieve in the world is often our own voice. And yes, it's our brain. It's trying to keep us safe. But sometimes we have to push past that and recognize that restriction or that worry about what others might think is merely a self-sabotaging thought that is stopping us from reaching those awesome goals. So I really hope you have enjoyed today's episode. I've loved making it for you as always, and I will look forward to speaking with you next Wednesday for another episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Be good to yourselves and I will speak to you then. Bye for now.